2: Welcome to the Rotowire DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire and as a featured driver on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, welcome to another gigantic, ginormous fly by the seat of your pants, four-game slate in the NBA.
3: You know, I'm actually not as upset about this one because the 11-game slate on Wednesday night is mind-boggling at the moment uh, with all the, you know, big spread games that we have that could turn into blowouts and a lot of the injury news that could completely change, you know, everything on Sacramento and, you know, a couple other spots like Charlotte and a Cleveland game. So... I'm actually looking forward to a small slate here for, you know, just to kind of give my brain a little bit of a rest breaking all this down.
2: All right, fair enough. You know, and uh, actually, you know, taking a look at this, uh, I think I have, like, a, a, a pretty good feel for what I want to do on this Thursday slate because we have teams we can always, like, um, sort of stretch and reach into, like, you know, um, cheap plays or people to target against And team like Phoenix, who's on the board against Houston. We've got our uh, – we've got um, – you know a Western Conference Finals battle, the LA Lakers at the New Orleans Pelicans, so you love that. And then you've we've got the with the poor on on the slate as well versus Detroit. Uh, so some interesting stuff happening here in in the slate overall. So let's go ahead and dive right in, like we always do at the point guard position, and talk about your top cash and GPP options here for Thursday.
3: Yeah, I mean, I keep looking up because I feel like I want to play one of kyle lowry or damian lillard but looking back at the matchups when they faced each other it hasn't really been all that good for either one of them um so to me i feel like the safest guy on the slate is going down to patrick beverly if his price remains as you know as cheap as it's been lately yeah i expect that game you know i expect that game to be a really high-paced game you know beverly's been playing 30 35 minutes lately been putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points and doing it at, like, 4200 maybe I, I feel like his price is going to start coming up. So maybe, like, even if I can get him at, like, 4500 4600 I just feel like he's the safest guy for upside that I see on this entire slate.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Uh, I'll be... You know what? There are like top options that I can make a case for, um, as well. I do feel um, fairly safe about Kyle Lowry up top against Portland because you know Portland scores a ton of points uh, there overall, and I certainly don't mind Drew Holiday uh, as well against the LA Lakers. So um, Mm -hmm. you know I'm never gonna you know worry too much. And you know, um, uh, depending on like you know positional eligibility, um, you know I think they have. Uh, Phoenix has uh, Archie Goodwin, at least on DraftKings, available at shooting guard, along with Devin Booker. Those are two plays I'll definitely feel comfortable with if you get, um, you know, Archie Goodwin available at point guard. Uh, That could be a a great pivot for you. But yeah, for dollar for dollar, in terms of trustworthiness, Patrick Beverly, especially when you know he makes. his, uh, you know, his hay and uh, sort of his hallmark is his defense is probably going to come up with a lot of turnover opportunities against a, a young, young Phoenix team, which, like I've said, you know, on numerous occasions, and I'm sure you agree with it, is the uh, the worst, uh, you know, uh, team in the NBA, hands down. So those are some different things that we can take a look at here. Um, the only question for, for me here is, uh, is there any room in the middle for somebody like uh, Reggie Jackson against the New York Knicks or Jordan Clarkson in, in a plus matchup against New Orleans Pelicans, or are you going to be just like a, a go-up or go-down uh, type of situation here with a short slate?
3: Jackson, I haven't really been playing much lately because he hasn't really been producing, and he's still kind of expensive. Clarkson, though, is interesting to me. Um, yeah. Depending on his price, wherever you're getting him at, you know he doesn't have 40-point upside. He's But he's a safe, like, 25 to 33 fantasy points somewhere in there. So if his price is in, like, the low to mid fives on DraftKings, I think that that's okay. Or on FanDuel, I think that's okay. You know, if I have to pay up 6K for him, I don't think I would do that. Um, And anywhere that you can find them, you know, where... 25 points would be you know the value that you would be looking for 25 to 27 points would be what you need for value on whatever site you happen to be on you know i think anywhere that he's cheaper than that multiple that you would need you know he'd be somebody that you would want to use
2: yeah i agree there as well so uh, you know i think it's sort of sort of can depend on your whole roster construction and how you want to um, you know, go, go about it there, but I think you sort of need to just stake your claim. Even you're going to go, you're going to trust Damon Lillard at home against Toronto, or you're going to go with with uh, with Kyle Lowry. Both of them have like very similar um, projections uh, overall. And you know, you have Damon Lillard sitting there at 9200 right now, and then you take a look at Kyle Lowry's price point. There is 8700 as well. So I'm totally fine taking the discount. And you know, Kyle Lowry is a guy who's scored 41 fantasy points in three out of the past five. So um, that's, uh, I think, pretty safe for me overall. And uh, to me, Damon Lillard, it's just sort of, you know, um, something that people don't mention as often as they potentially should is he's not a great defender. You know what he does get credit for, though, is just being like an all-star caliber player because of how good he is on offense. But essentially his entire career, he's been bottom six, seven or worse in, in the NBA in terms of, you know, point guard defense so something yeah. else to, con- to consider Kyle Lowry if he wanted to could just post Damon Lillard all day and there would be nothing he could do about it so um that's something else to consider I'll probably be more comfortable taking the 500 dollars and going with Lowry uh you know despite the fact that this is three games and four nights uh, on the road that's the only sort of like detractor from him so if you feel like that's a bigger factor than to you then I understand playing Damien Lillard little, little of there as well um, so, yeah, there isn't too much else to slice up in terms of the point guard position because it is so thin. So I think we're safe moving on to shooting guard if, if that's good with you.
3: Yeah, it's fine by me. Um, I think there's a clear-cut number one option here with James Harden up top. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, part of the reason why I, I'm saving at point guard and going with a guy like Beverly is there are some guys I want to pay for at other positions. Um, Harden being one of them because we know that Phoenix plays fast. We know that Phoenix doesn't defend you know, basically anybody well, And we know that Harden's been basically on fire, on a tear lately, you know, putting up 50, 60, 80 fantasy points a game in his last couple. Um, so I think James Harden is the clear-cut number one shooting guard here and somebody that I'm going to start, my definitely going to start my cash game rosters out with because everybody else is going to have him too, and you can't afford not to. Um, and he's probably also going to make a lot of the GPP rosters I make as well.
2: Yeah, he's just like an on a, in a serious groove overall. And you take a look at what they have defensively; they have nothing uh, essentially for me. Now, the next question to you, to, for me is: Do you do you take the bounce back and the the you know the the nice uh, forty-one point game that Archie Goodwin came up with there? At Eighteen points, twelve assists. After Earl Watson hated on him for not being enough of a point guard, <laughs> he goes with a double double. Uh, and having not enough assist ability or do you go with the guy who or earl watson proclaimed as a future superstar in devin booker who also also sort of answered the bell here with 38 fantasy points and uh and five with six trays there are at 5600 so what what's what's your call there between the two cheapies?
3: yeah for me it's easily booker and i don't even think it's close um first off he's been more consistent second off he gets james Harden defense as opposed to patrick beverly defense and third, I think his price is actually a couple hundred bucks cheaper on most sites. So, you know, Goodwin had a couple big games, and he does have that upside. But remember, Patrick Beverley's a pretty good defensive player, even though Houston plays fast, and they do give up a decent amount of points. So I don't hate the spot for either one of them. I think they're both viable guys to look at. But there aren't many sites. Well, I guess you could if you decided to go into utility. But there aren't many sites where you can use three shooting guards. And to me, Harden is clear-cut number one who I'm going to have on every roster, um, which means I'm deciding between Booker and Goodwin. And for me, it's Booker.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there as well. And, you know, maybe in the situation there you could, um, you know, make a case for for playing both of them, but um, but this isn't the day. Not not with the, the, the big boys up on the slate with uh, Demar Derozan and, and James Harden up top, and even to a lesser extent, CJ McCollum uh, as well. I think the also thing that you need to need to um, sort of pay attention to here is um, in maybe in GPPs like making a case for Langston Galloway, who may still be in the lineup at point mm-hmm. guard over um, Jose Calderon. Didn't didn't have a great game. Um, in the last game against Boston, but Boston is a great, good defensive team overall. But prior prior, if he th- sort of just say, okay, th- willing to throw that out the window, paying off somewhere between 5.9 and 10 times value at the 3500. The price has definitely re- risen uh, over a thousand dollars, but he's deserved it because he's been, you know, um, producing in like sort of like a Nicholas Batum level where scoring, rebounding, assisting, grabbing a bunch of steals here overall. So nice little sneaky value guy at under 5K, um, at least for GPPs. Uh, somebody to pay attention to anybody else that you want to talk about here at uh shooting guard before we move forward
3: uh let's see you mentioned galloway right Mm -hmm. um i also think you know if you're looking for a flyer uh bryce DeJean jones um you know has been seeing a lot of minutes so if tyreek evans remains out and eric gordon remains out you know this could be one of those cheap like three or four thousand dollar guys that you put in there to you know fit in uh, fit in all the superstars that you can fit in but um Yeah, I'm not seeing much else besides that. So, you know, I don't hate the Galloway call you made, you know, if Calderon is out. And I like the fact that he's coming off a little bit of a bad game because hopefully it'll keep the ownership down on him. So if his price stays low, whatever site you're playing on, um, I think he's a viable guy if he's getting a start at the point again to, uh, you know, to go back to too. But like I said, it's a small slate. There's not a lot of places to swerve. And, you know, I kind of think that I'm going to have a ton of hardened exposure on
2: Thursday. All right, fair enough. Um, before we move on to Small Ford, gotta let all the beloved pod listeners know that if you're not subscribing to Rotowire.com, uh, why not? It's a 10-day free trial that you can take advantage of, and all you have to do is go to rotowire.com/slash pod. Features include lineup optimizers for the MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. Up to the minute, depth charts, customizable league projections. You want to take a look at yesterday's optimal lineup, Uh, you can do so. You'll want to look at some some detailed defense versus position numbers, all the projections that we use here for this very show. You can take advantage of it on a 10-day free trial rotowire.com slash pod make sure you let them know benny and josh sent you you won't regret it all right let's go ahead and talk about um no regrets here at the small forward position here we got mellow we got ariza uh and a couple other you know i guess cheap options there this is a pretty thin position overall so i think it's going to be important to nail down exactly where you want to go at the three so what's your plan here
3: I think I'm going with Melo, you know, with the money I saved by using Beverly at point guard. That's that's the option that I'm trying to get in there, Mm -hmm. because I just think that he's so much better than everybody else at the position. You know, kind of like we said with James Harden, like he's the clear cut number one small forward. So I think that he's probably the guy I want to try to get into as many of my rosters as I can, especially in cash games, because I don't see too many really good swerves that I'd be willing to come down off of him to. So, again, on a short slate, you got to pay up for the studs. You know, we have a viable option we can swerve down to at point guard with Beverly. I don't really see one here below Melo. I know you're probably higher on Ariza than I am. You know, I'm just not a huge fan of paying $6,000 for Trevor Ariza when he's very dependent on having a good shooting game and he's not a good shooter. You know, when he makes value, it's usually when he knocks down a bunch of threes. And the thing is, he's not like a high-percentage three-point shooter, So you're really kind of taking a, a flyer on that, even though it's a good matchup against Phoenix and all that. Um, but then below that, it gets kind of ugly, like Marcus Morris, Aminu, you know, Stanley Johnson. Corey Brewer is probably my favorite of the cheaper guys, and it's not even like I love him. But he did play 30 minutes in, uh, you know, four of the last five games. But even in those 30 minutes, he's still averaging, like, only 20 fantasy points, which... Is basically just making value for a guy at his four K price. So, like I said, other than Mello, there's not a lot that I'm loving here at small forward at all.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you there as well. It really is thin. So, I think you do need, do need to make a um like a potential push to sort of get the exposure that you can get um at that position. you know, you know for Ariza did have a little bit of a down game against Miami, but I expect you know for him to to bounce back a uh, a little bit against Phoenix sons because it is a plus matchup the other difference too is like you know from the $5,900 price tag you should dip it down back to where closer to the 5500 that he had been sitting on on previously there as well I think Stanley Johnson is still interesting to me for GPPs but I don't like him out of the starting lineup and you know um, off of that spot there as well I actually don't mind Corey Brewer at least you know as a cheaper gpp option you know for uh the role that he's still, still currently sitting with with uh you know big minutes 20, only 25 points from brewer on DraftKings is is six uh you know point two times two five times value uh overall and i think that's something that's definitely repeatable against a bad team so something else to keep in mind but i'm with you there you really don't feel super comfortable out, out of anybody outside of mellow in cash and GPPs for me for the most part maybe you do have to like you know Sort of pull out a couple home run plays out of the playbook, yeah. uh, there, uh, you know, as well. If you feel like that's the, the route that you have to go, I just don't feel, yeah, you know, super. I comfortable. think
3: I think there's a little bit of merit to going away from Melo and GPPs only because I feel like his ownership is going to be incredibly high. So if you if he does have a bad game and you can find somebody who can get you like six x at that position, you'll be able to pay up for different stars than other people are probably paying up for. But for cash games, for me, you know, whatever else you're looking at to go big at the small forward spot is a long shot. So you're better off taking the short thing in mellow than, you know, hoping that, you know, you can use. Because like I said, this is one position where there's just not a lot of good cheap value. There's yeah. better cheap value at other spots. So for cash, it's better to take the safe route and just put him in and then use some of the cheaper guys that are good value at other positions
2: yeah the way I'm looking at uh, at this is i'm I'm going to maybe make a case for somebody like PJ Tucker who is now that t j Warren is out for the season and he's like it's almost like he has to play close to thirty five to forty minutes especially if they're in the game so you know at, for, at least for gPps and 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 stay safe with mellow and cash game so that's probably gonna be my like um starter plan and then see how we go from there yeah I like it all right, let's go ahead and talk about the power forward position here. Um, a little bit better options overall, but not um, something that wants to blow you away. Uh, overall, now here's the question too: Do we need to make a case for a one-time exception for Anthony Davis in cash against the LA Lakers? I'm not, and
3: here's and he, but here's the reason why. I mean, I have no. I think Anthony Davis. I'll have him in tournaments, and I think he's gonna have a big day here. And it's, you know, not anything. I know I made the resolution, but I'd be willing to change if if the you know the slate dictated that was the way to go. But, again, look at the, the guys that you come down to if you don't use Davis here. Because you can't pay up for all these superstars. We know that. So if you come down from Davis, you have guys like Julius Randle, who's been really good lately. You have guys like Markeith Morris, who everything you know about Markeith Morris before three days ago, Throw it out from the beginning of this season because with the new coach, now you saw yesterday that he's back where he should be, you know, starting and playing big minutes and helping this team try to win. Um, you know, Hornacek is his beef was really with Hornacek. him and Hornacek didn't get along. If he's gonna get the minutes, he showed you what he can do last night. What did he finish with
2: 50 fantasy points or something like that? Like, he yeah. had he's he actually made my lock chalk, yeah,
3: yeah 50, yeah. yeah, 58 fantasy points he had. And he was under 5 k on DraftKings. So his price is just way too cheap where if you want to play Anthony Davis or if you have money to fit Anthony Davis in as like the the F spot on DraftKings or as your second power forward, I'm not going to argue against it. But to me, I think that Markeith is just too well-priced for his new role. I think Randall can get you a pretty good game over there. Um, you know, I've never been a huge Chris Stapps fan, but I think he's okay if his price is coming down again. You know, so there are other options. I mean, even a guy like Josh Smith. If we have, I think Howard's still suspended, right? Or is he back for Thursday?
2: Um, I think that was just a one-game suspension, but we okay. double check.
3: Yeah, well, either way, I mean, Josh Smith at below four K is a, is a viable option as well. Um, you know, Terrence Jones is probably off the table if. uh you know, if Dwight Howard's playing, I would have liked him if Howard was out for, you know, for the bottom. But I think you can easily come down to guys like Randall and Markeith on a, on a one power forward site um, and even use them as a duo on like a fan where you need two power forwards if you can't afford Anthony Davis and then spend up at the other positions because you do actually have some viable, you know, options below the top tier guy here. As opposed to small forward, where if you ask me straight up who I think scores more fantasy points, I think Anthony Davis outscores Carmelo, but I think the absolute value of the two of them, based on the guys that you would have to take as the you know the viable swerve option, I think I feel more comfortable spending down at power forward and spending up at small forward, so... To get back to the original question, yes, my resolution will remain. I am not playing Anthony Davis in cash.
2: (laughs) All right, fair enough. I think you made a strong case for why we shouldn't. And Marquise Morris and Julius Randles are two... Uh, super solid options overall and i also don't mind josh smith who did some nice damage off the bench at least for gpps or as a value play there played 21 minutes went went for you know 19 and 4 with uh, two steals and a block 31 fancy points overall not maybe maybe not something that's necessarily repeatable but once again you know if, if the matchup is going to be as good as it is against phoenix uh, right now you definitely have to consider um g- grabbing some exposure uh, for me overall Uh, the, the, The next thing we need to do here before we talk about the center position is talk to our business owners over here Benny they may need a website and if they need a website why not do it yourself with Wix.com so no matter what business you're in Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today you need to get the word out about your business it all starts with a stunning website so with hundreds of designer made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor there's no coding needed you don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with Wix.com Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy to be worrying about the budget the scheduling appointments or the uh, you know website that you need to build for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning all right let's go ahead and talk about what we want to do here at the center position and put a bow on the show with who are the players that, that you want to use at the pivot for Thursday.
3: Yeah. So when I'm, when I do my research for the show, one of the things I try to do is say, you know, where can I spend up and where can I spend down? Cause it's very easy for me to come out here and just tell everybody, yeah, play Kyle Lowry and James Harden and Carmelo Anthony and Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond, and put them all in your lineup. And we all know that you're never going to be able to fit all those guys in the same lineup. So we try to take stands on where to spend up and where to spend down. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, this is another position where you can't really spend down because there's not really anything down there. So Andre Drummond, again, almost by default, becomes the top option here for me. Even on a bad game, I feel like I'm going to get a floor of 35 to 40 fantasy points out of him. On a good game, I could get 50 or 60 Um, You know, the matchup against the New York Knicks is not one that's particularly great on paper. But, you know, I don't really love Robin Lopez. I don't think that he's like a dominant center or, you know, a great defensive player or anything. So I think Drummond could have a pretty decent game here. And again, if you're going to come down from him, you know, all right, you know what? Actually, I take that back because I was thinking about this with Dwight Howard being out. Dwight Howard against Phoenix is probably also a, you know, a great play. So I think that you still want to spend up for one of those two guys. Because, again, if you come down and look at some of the game logs, you know, Alex Len, Tyson Chandler, you can't really trust those minutes. Um, You know, Valakunas has been okay, and he's got a a decent matchup against Portland, but he isn't really trustworthy enough that you'd use him in cash. Um, Robin Lopez has actually been one of the better centers, but he's been up and down, you know, the whole time too. You know, Myers Leonard is probably my favorite, like, punt option if you're going down there, but he's not really somebody that I'm looking to roll in a lot of rosters. And then you're down to, like, Roy Hibbard, Bismarck Bayumbo, O'Mara Seek. I mean, none of those guys are really safe enough. You know, Aaron Baines, another one who's been playing well lately and then throwing in some clunkers. So for cash games, I think it's Andre Drummond or Dwight Howard. I think paying up for the center spot is probably the way that you want to go.
2: Yeah, you know, we actually talked about how Brook Lopez is probably a super safe option uh, there as well. I mean, Yamahimi is a better defender, but if he sits... Um, he'll. I'll. I'll definitely be looking to get some um, exposure either way to Brook Lopez. Has been super, super consistent. And seventy five hundred is value to uh, Brook Robin. Um, actually, you know what? Am I looking at the wrong slate? I. I uh-huh. think so because if I had
3: Brook Lopez as an option, I probably would have went with him.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the wrong slate. I was doing, trying to do two things at once. Once again, I was like <laughs> trying to get my one twenty sports uh, notes there as well. Yeah, right. uh, can't go with Rolo against Drummond. for for me um but yeah i I think that it's definitely worth paying up uh overall and i'm not super excited about any of the overall um you know value options that you can make a case for i don't know what they're going to do with 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 alex len you know we we know that's sort of just like a uh, day-to-day type thing i don't actually don't mind jv by the way uh, against portland because you know they don't have a great uh overall role at the center position it's always somebody Mm -hmm. Undersized that doesn't um, produce well. The only problem that I have with JV right now is the minutes are terrible.
3: Yeah, do you know I mean, what that's I mean. all about? Because I was looking at that too. Like Bismarck Biombo's actually been playing some more time. I didn't well, know if it was just like because they've been winning a lot recently or,
2: you know, if, if JV's still not back from injury or like what's the deal there? I think this is actually going to be a good GPP opportunity, believe it or not. And I'm going to leave it at that because. Um, the minutes are down, and it's, so it becomes less of a trustworthy situation. So this is what I think happened. Uh, two games ago against Denver, it was a blowout, so they didn't need him. All right, so there's one. The second time here, they were actually down against Phoenix, believe it or not, and they made a run with a second unit in there, and I think they just said, okay, we're going to sort of keep that part that position sort of intact when we put the rest of the starters back in and you know that was something that they did on a regular basis last season though um is it sam mitchell coaching toronto the, or is that minnesota uh, Um
3: not, not really sure who toronto's coaches is, which is surprising because they're actually pretty good and i should know that
2: um i, I always forget I, it, I don't know if it, it, it's I, don't, I think it's not sam mitchell uh let me see here toronto I should know this. This is terrible, <laughs> Dwayne Casey. I knew I was gonna say I, go. I was gonna be like. That's well, not like a household name, though. Yeah, but you know he's been there. He's been cooked in there for a wh- forever. And so anyhow, um yeah, that's the. So I think is actually going to be a decent GPP swerve because there's less um, of a chance that they, you know, either get into a blowout situation here against Portland on the road with with the three third, three games and four nights, and he's the one guy that's rested. Um, you know, on uh, either side of the uh, on the Toronto side, uh, because he's only played 18 minutes in those in those last two games. So something else to consider there. And I believe without there's no way that we played Roy Hibberts. So that's going to do it for today's show. Um, I know it's a little bit of short slate, quick show here, but you know, uh, we'll be back with some full uh, analysis there for the Friday edition of the, uh, the Rotowire uh, DFS podcast. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at R 11 Check me out on Twitter at Josh FS. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. And it's at Rotowire for all your season-long and DFS NBA needs. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.